Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Pure Nintendo podcast. My name is Gemma, and this week I have quite a robust crew with me. I have, who has been MIA last week? I have Trev. Welcome back, Trev. Yeah, glad to be back. <laughs> I have the Korok's best friend. I have Kirk. Welcome back, Kirk. <laughs> it's good to be here. Good to have friends. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and I have the power couple of Justin and Katie. Welcome back, Justin and Katie. Hello. 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 And we're going to spend another decent amount of time talking about Tears of the Kingdom this week before we get into some other games that are out very soon or coming up that we're excited about. So let's kick things off with a bit of a Tears of the Kingdom recap of the week. Uh, now, Trev, since you weren't with us last week, we'd love to know where you're at with the game because you were pretty far ahead of us after week one. Where are you at now after week, what is it, week three what? now, I think? Well, if you go by just sheer hours, it seems like I should be out in front because I, I checked this afternoon and it was about 120. Wow. But <laughs> you keep in mind, I'm like Justin and Katie, Jen and I are sharing a copy and mm-hmm. even though we do a lot of it, uh, you know, together, we play as a couple there's certain things jen will do on her own you know cooking or just uh you know some of the secondary quests so you know that number is a little misleading Mm. but also (laughs) unlike (laughs) justin i have not beaten the game even though i'm well ahead of him in just sheer hours so yeah Uh, i kind of get distracted like you Gemma. i guess Yeah, that's definitely something that happens to me <laughs> a lot. I still haven't even made it to a dungeon yet. I keep seeing the yellow circles, the regional oh, wow. phenomena. Well, at least and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I think about it. But this week I've just really been concentrating on sky towers, shrines, um, and glyphs, geoglyphs. That's been my focus. And I've done a yeah. lot this week. And it's been really fun. I wanted to say, actually, because last week was such a fun discussion. And as I've been playing this week, I've been finding things that we talked about. And I'd be like, oh, Justin mentioned that. That's the Sky Tower with the goop at the front. I remember him saying that. You know, um, so it's been really fun because I just, yeah, I've been discovering all these things. And it's just been triggering those memories that we we talked about last week. And we said after the show, actually, I think we said this. It was a bit like talking at school, you know, with friends. Like, oh, this is, what have you done in the game? Where are you up to in the game? And the tips and tricks that tips and tricks that we talked about. So um, I think that helped during the week just to feel a bit more camaraderie while you're playing. Cause you're playing by, I mean, I'm playing by myself. You guys have partners who are playing with you, but I'm playing alone and I'm like, Oh, this is reminding me of what, you know, Kirk said about the Koroks. And (laughs) so, yeah, it's been a fun week. Um, And I'm just trying to knock over all those things before I actually get serious and into the dungeons. So (laughs) But, um, yeah, as Trevor alluded to, Justin has finished the game. Would you like to give us a bit of a recap? We won't give any spoilers away, obviously, but, yeah, what have you got for us? Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I was blitzing through the game. I, was, I, was, uh, I wanted to see more dungeons, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go to the next one, let's go to the next one. So I, I kept cruising through. There was, man, there was, there was a couple big roadblocks that I met along the way where I was like, mm, I probably should have more heart containers or more. <laughs> you know? um, so there, there were, uh, definitely don't do what I did, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, and I had to just, th- there were certain boss battles that I had to just kind of grind through a little bit. Mm-hmm. And some of it was just like, Oh yeah, I do want to finish this. And then I was like, Oh, I'm already fully, into this area, I, yes, I can warp out, but, um, you know, to cook some things or do, some, you know, do some other prep work. But I was like, but I'm already all the way in here. Maybe if I can, <laughs> just, you know, memorize the boss moves and eventually get good at the flurry rush. And so that's what I did on some of them. I was just, there was one boss I basically had to do just all flurry rushes. Like if I got hit, I could only get hit twice and I would die. <laughs> so I just, uh, so don't don't do that. But that sounds um, stressful. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, it was a bit of uh, self um, uh, self inflicted pain there. Of like, <laughs> Did you have Katie's like, support? Was she watching you? Were you watching Katie? She, she was watching. She was. Uh, it was mostly disdain. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. What are you doing? Why are you? <laughs> but uh, man, it. I I will say, yeah. Before, before you, after, after the dungeons, there's, 
there's another, uh, there's a couple things you'll do after that prior to going to the, to going to Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So just definitely be, uh, ha- have plenty of hearts. Like, so I, I finished the game at just like 12 hearts and two wow, full okay. stamina gauges. Yep. So, um, so yeah, do, do more than that. <laughs> the, um, I think you can have 40 hearts, I think is, is wow. right. Um, yeah. Okay. That's a lot. So I think they've got 40 heart containers, uh, 20 per, per line, but, um, and I didn't, I didn't upgrade my armor or anything. So I, do that as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyways, so th- this is all just cautionary tale. This is oh, mm-hmm. Justin beat it, but uh, he beat it in. The- well, I mean, it, it might it means you must be a pretty good player. Like you're pretty hardcore, obviously going in, you know, sword swinging with you know merely twelve hearts, um, and coming out on top. So <laughs> I, it 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 was pretty it was pretty fun. Like you're like oh yeah, I finally like getting the flurry rushes down and the, the perfect dodges like that was, that was satisfying, but it was, Oh man, there, there two, two of the boss battles were just very, very frustrating. <laughs> more, more frustrating than they could have been. <laughs> but, mm. I'm not going to hold that again. <laughs> yeah. And so Katie, uh, how, how close are you to finishing compared to Justin? Did you, did you finish it also? <laughs> Oh no, I'm 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 only three dungeons in, and um, I'm doing the slow slow uh, <laughs> like get all the hearts, get all the armor and the um, memories before I even think about Ganon. <laughs> <Dorf. laughs> well, you're still three dungeons ahead of me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Kirk? How's your How's your travels been this week? Um, actually, it's kind of funny you should say travels. It occurred to me at one point that I had unlocked maybe about two or three of the stables. Um, I've just been flying everywhere, and I thought, I'm pretty sure I should have more stables unlocked at this point, because they're like quests that involve them. So towards the end of this week, I decided I'm not going to do anything except hop on a horse and just ride down the road. Um, so I, I've, I've been taking like a scenic tour of Hyrule on, on my horse and hitting all the stables. Cool. Again. So that's that, that's where I'm at. I kind of put everything else on hold. Nice. How many did you end up finding? Um, I'm not done yet. I've done like an exterior like lap around it, and now I got to do the <laughs> interior. So I don't maybe maybe about seven. Wow. Six, do we, five, five does anyone seven. know how many stables there are? Is there one in each kind of region, uh, maybe? I would imagine you'd think there would be at least one for every tower, right? Mm. There's an awful lot because mm. one of the one of the side quests we're doing, in fact, that's one of the things Jen does on her own because I get sick of it. It's like I'm sick <laughs> of going to every single stable. They like they seem never ending. So I don't have a number, <laughs> but there's there's a ton. Yeah, yeah, there are quite a few. I found a few, maybe six or so. I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't sought them out like Kirk or uh, Trev, I guess, with quests or Jen at least. Um, I've just seemed to find them randomly. <laughs> so, yeah, but speaking of horses, and uh, I wanted to talk about some kind of interesting slash humorous things that we've seen during the week, whether online or ourselves. And I only learned this this morning, so I haven't had a chance to try it. But apparently people are trapping horses with boxes. <laughs> like creating creating boxes, you know, ultra-handing boxes together and with a long stick to attach to it and then using that like a little fishing pole but for horses. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> trapping the horses in a box and then it doesn't run away from you. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I just didn't even think about that. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm guessing none of us have tried this. <laughs> no. No, I've been kicked by horses, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did uh, find out you can make some horse meat, but oh, <laughs> that was accidental. I did not deliberately go out to kill a horse. It was a freak oh accident. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the good news is, if it's with fire, it cooks it right there on the spot, so you don't have to try. <laughs> I don't even know, want to know what it's called when when it's cooked, but um. <laughs> I think when I was like chicken. 
I think I was chasing a horse. There's a there's a, a midnight black kind of horse that I really want to catch, and he seems harder than the others. I jumped on him a few times, and he just bucks me right off. Um, and one of my sons was watching me do this, and he's like, "Just shoot it!" I'm like, no, I'm not going to shoot a horse. What? <laughs> I didn't mm. even know you could, but apparently you can at least burn them. Trev says so. <laughs> you you can freeze them too. Really. <laughs> <laughs> It, it sounds cool. It's actually very helpful because you screw, you freeze them and then get behind them and just spam A so that when that ice wears <laughs> off, you're immediately on their back and ready to try to uh, take them. <laughs> well, so, easy, easier yeah. than building a, uh, a box. I think so, yes. I can see that being a lot quicker time-wise. <laughs> Have you tried this, Kirk? Has it worked for you? It, while freezing them did. Um, cool. The one I froze was was a little too advanced for me, I think, and he eventually <laughs> kicked me off. But but better to learn that, I think, than trapped in a box with them. Or <laughs> 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 just going to kick you until you're dead, probably. Yeah. yeah, it does seem to have flaws, that plan. <laughs> yeah. And some seem to be a bit more, I don't know, uh, what's the word? They seem to run more, they scare more easily. Right, like the the black horse, I caught quite easily, but he just kept bucking. I must need more stamina for him. But there was one, I think it was like a checked kind of brown and whitish one, and he, I couldn't even get to him. I was stealth moding my way up to him, and maybe I need to like you know take some food that has stealth properties. But he just no, he wouldn't let me get anywhere near him. So that's a freezing one, I think. I need to try that. <laughs> I'll be giving that a go today. <laughs> um. Any other – so maybe Trevor Kirk since um, – well, anyone really, but <laughs> there were some good horse stories. Any other interesting sort of stories like that? I've, I've heard ascend – you can ascend through some weird things I've heard as well. <laughs> Has anyone tried I, this? <laughs> I don't have an ascend story, but this – it's not really a spoiler so much because I think Justin or Katie kind of talked about it a little last week, but this is sort of a, maybe a warning for you, Gemma, because you mm-hmm. haven't done a dungeon yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know how, I think, I think it was Justin who said basically Link's allies are kind of like the dungeon items. Yeah. So, but you do not need them to find a dungeon or even explore as I found out uh, kind of a difficult way with one of the dungeons I got into it and I explored a huge portion of it mm-hmm. until I realized I just could not manipulate any of the switches. <laughs> so long story short, I had to go and find the, the allied character I needed. But unfortunately, even though I had done a huge chunk of the dungeon, there was no way for me to get back there except for going through this huge tornado thing again, which took forever in a day. <laughs> so I'm like, why did they even let me go here? Because I'm still finding the way around, I'm like jumping out windows and climbing. And I'm like, this seems a little more difficult than I thought, but I'm making it work. And I was not meant to be there. So if you find something you think is a temple and, and you don't have a friend with you, run away. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'll That's how I get to 120 much. hours. I spend dozens of hours in <laughs> temples I'm not ready to be in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was like me at the very start when I was running around without a glider. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Uh, oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, I can, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. No, the Ascend thing, I um, apparently you can Ascend through lots of different things, which I haven't tried, but uh, one I do want to try because there's this uh, cave with uh, a new book. You guys probably beaten it already because I think you get – I think it's one of those initial crosses where you get some article of clothing and there's this stone kind of monster. I can't remember his name. And he's got a little blue thing on his back that you have to hit. But he just one-shots me. He just hits me and I'm dead. And I'm trying to, like, jump on him. But I think you can actually ascend through him. You know, like if you stand under him and ascend, you can end up on his back and then you can whack his little vulnerable point. That's Mm -hmm. neat. Yeah. But has anyone tried that? (laughs) <laughs> ascending know. through enemies or anything weird like that? Oh. No. There, there was one enemy. It's that it's that box-looking enemy that's on... It's in uh, the sky, though. Yeah, it's in the sky islands, but you can mm-hmm. ascend through that. There's, like, at least a phase of it where it ah. goes above you to, like, 
slam down to try and crush you and you can just descend through it. <laughs> oh, is it the one with the different boxes, like a Rubik's cube that moves around? Yeah. Or is it one big? Yeah. yeah okay. I have seen him. Yeah, or I've and it, keeps, him. it keeps transforming into different yeah. things. Yeah. I did fight him. I mentioned him in the first Zelda podcast we did, but I didn't ascend through him. I didn't think to do that. (laughs) I do have one little ascent tidbit. Um, Mm -hmm. I was listening to the show you did last week and somebody asked about ascending out of the depths. Um, You can do, you can do that. Really? Which I discovered by accident. I was just trying to get, get high, you know, as high as I could. Mm -hmm. And I popped through the ceiling out into the, you know, the overworld and I accidentally hit exit and then I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to leave you out of that. I had to backtrack, but uh, that is an option. And as you, as you explore more of that area and light up more of that area, you'll, you'll start to see it's not really any more convenient than just warping out. But if you want to do it a, a different way, it's an option. <laughs> I guess that would only be like if the if the ceiling isn't too high, right? Because some of the some of the areas of the depths, it's a really high mm. ceiling, right? Like you can't even see the. Oh yeah, it's very, it's but, very tall. Yeah. I, I just end up firing firing arrows like up with you know, <laughs> yeah. seeds attached, and I'm like, this is just never ending. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but at a certain point, you're so committed, you just have to keep trying because it's like I, I mm. can't go down now. I'm I'm so high up. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty surprised when I first fell down a chasm. I was like, man, this is going a ways. Like it was, it was, it was deeper than I um, thought the, the depths would be. Mm, same. Yeah. I had the same thought. <laughs> we actually ran around initially a lot before we even realized that we could light up portions. <laughs> like we were running in the dark, I think until we found one of the, uh, uh, one of like the, the Yiga platforms or whatever. And I'm like, there's some light over there. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were literally running blind. Oh, it's so hard when you don't light it up. It's so dark, like literally just black. It's, <laughs> this was before we realized how expansive it was. We thought it was just like maybe like a cave right. type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, this just keeps, because we keep, you know, falling in them. And we're like, is this a new one? And then it connects to the other one. And we're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty intimidating, I think. (laughs) Um, Kirk, sorry, did you have something before you were going to say before I kind of cut you off? (laughs) Oh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so (laughs) uh, again, I love how we all have such different experiences and you can kind of make this game your own. Um, And I just, I, I really can't wait to see Justin's final review to be honest, that's that's exciting to see. So, yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question for Justin, mm. and I hope I hope your answer is no. But did you rush through the game for review purposes, or were you just really like keen to discover the dungeons? Um. Well, yeah, I, I did. I am moving through it quickly to, to try and uh, for for the review, right? Like I'm trying oh. to like. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, obviously I don't have to, right. I could, I could just go at my pace, own pace. Um, I'm trying to think for breath of the wild. I thought, I think I played about 60 hours. I was looking at my play time for this one and it's about 40 hours to what, like to when I finished breath of the wild and, and did some side stuff. Like I got all the towers and I did, I think I did all 120 shrines in that 60 or 65 hours. Wow. But that's um, impressive. <laughs> yeah, this time, like, I, I haven't gotten near as many shrines, and you know, so um, there's definitely just more. Um, but, I, but I'm trying to see a lot of the game, there are similar elements to it, right? So I am like, like, oh, Korok seeds, okay, I've seen those, I've experienced that, you know. So I got, I, I would get some just to get some inventory slots, but, but I'm not like going out of my way if I see something that looks like a Korok seed. Um, so I'm trying to like, see as much of the new things as I can. Um, so I was doing a lot of stuff in the depths and, um, you know, and the dungeons, you know, again, or some of the, the key things that I mentioned in the breath of the wild review of, of wanting to see some improvements. And I think they're, they're largely improved. You know, I don't think they're, they're fully what I want from a dungeon yet, but they are. They're definitely an improvement over Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Step in the right direction. Yeah. 
Well, we would have had Gemma review it, but the review would be up by Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I might have focused more on Dungeons if I was reviewing it. (laughs) It looks like online they're seeing kind of the average time to complete if you're not a completionist is about 55 hours. And if you are a completionist, it's maybe 190 hours. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. yeah, wow. that's a lot of time. So <laughs> if you get lost and just wander around and um, yeah. then it's, what, 300 hours? <laughs> yeah, thousand. <laughs> because I'm similar to Justin, I'm about 40 hours in. So to know that I could have finished it in that time, <laughs> but I haven't, no, that's okay. Hey, it, 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 was, it was a bit of a grind some of that so yeah yeah you did pretty well and i mean i'm I'm taking my time with it anyway and and like i said i'm trying to enjoy it and sort of do the shrines and the the glyphs and the sky towers first before i kind of and level up i guess so i should aim for more than 12 hearts at the very least (laughs) at least if you have some some armor some clothing that you've upgraded at like a a great Mm. that's gonna help for sure too Yes, I haven't. I mean, I found one great fairy, but she wouldn't talk to me. She needed a a band to play, so I haven't quite figured out what to do Uh, there yet. (laughs) I I found a couple, and I think there's yeah, there's multiple instruments, and so yeah, I have. That was one reason why I didn't get upgrades. I'm like, well, fine, I'm gonna just (laughs) fight the boss without these upgrades. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, earlier I said things that that I you guys had mentioned last week, and something that you said, Justin, was that three headed dragon the Gleok, one of the Gleoks. Yeah. I saw, I don't know if it was the same one or not. I saw two, but it may have been the same one. And one was when I was flying down from a sky island that I just finished exploring and it was in the sky below me. And I was like, oh, should I go towards it? I didn't. I thought maybe that was a stupid idea. I wasn't sure how to like attack it in the sky. So it's kind of like tried to avoid it. But then I saw it, I think it was the same one later sitting on top of a big cliff and it didn't see me, and I kind of just went away from it because it was scary. But <laughs> when did you see it? In which, what, which was it in the sky, or was it on a rock? And did you end up coming back and finding it later? Yeah, so I've seen three or four. All right. Um, I've I've tried to fight one of them. Um, I thought better of it, um, but uh, it was in the Colosseum. You know, the Colosseum uh, from. From the from Breath of the Wild, basically that same same area, but yeah, there's one there's one in there, and I thought I was going to be clever, uh, so this may be a, a, a interesting story or humor story. Cautionary tale. <laughs> cautionary tale. Um, so I, I was up on top of the 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 rim of the Colosseum, and I look down, and I'm like, oh, there's a Gliok down there. He doesn't see me. Maybe I can just you know take take some pot shots at him from here, you know. Um, so I, so I start peppering him with some some arrows, and he, he like turns around, and and you know, <laughs> probably is like, really, really, you think you can beat me from up there? <laughs> so like like he takes like all three heads, and he like fires laser. You know, I think he was like electric one or something. Fire fires lightning bolts, dead in one shot. You know, uh, <laughs> and then and I was and then I was like, uh, I, I felt like when Homer was trying to invent things, you know. Uh, where, where, where he's he's like ob- observing different things not working. He's like, hmm, let me try that. You know, <laughs> try something else equally stupid. Um, that was basically what I was doing, and so I, like you know, kind of respawns you right near there. And I was like, um, what if I just jump in and go guns blazing? You know, so I so like you know, you know, it, it was almost like. Like if you were screaming, like ah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. And so like I, I fly down there, and uh, I do some of the slow mo, the slow motion arrows, you know, mm. mm-hmm. and try to shoot him in the face. And I did get one of his heads detached, I think. Um, <laughs> and and then I and then I ran out of stamina, and I landed in front of him, and I'm like, well, now what? And then he then he destroyed. Me. And, <laughs> So don't don't do either of those things. <laughs> Somewhere in between, maybe. Yeah, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but but Did his he get his spot, head back after you destroyed it. Well, 
so I didn't survive long enough. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just like the Gliok in the first Zelda game, when you uh, get their, their heads off, they, the heads fly around and, and are mm. still shooting stuff at you. So, <laughs> so yeah, it is a similar thing where the, the head, like, just because you got the head detached, it's still, like, it's still in the fray. <laughs> but It's still dangerous. Yeah, still very dangerous. Um, anyway. <laughs> I was right to avoid it then, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the Gleoks are going to be like the new Lionels. I, I imagine. Or at mm. least I hope. I hope they're. I hope the Lionels get superseded by by another another boss type. But mm. have you encountered any Kirk? I've seen them. I I have not attacked. Um, I, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> yeah, you're more of an explorer. Game, I, I'm a sneaky guy. I'm a shoot people from as far away as I can with an arrow and a bomb. Yes, I love doing that. <laughs> yeah, my bomb supply is too low to do that all the time, yeah, though. I'm I'm perpetually low. Yeah, I was going to ask if you if you had uh, some areas where you knew there were. I mean, I know they're, they're randomly in caves sometimes, so I get some there. I think I have like ten at the moment, which is pretty good. But I kind of like hoard them. I don't want to waste them. But it's so fun and satisfying to just arrow a group of cobblins with uh with a bomb attached and just yeah. oh my gosh it's so satisfying there was one sky tower actually that was surrounded by a camp of cobblins you've probably already been there i don't know but um it took me a couple of goes the first time i just couldn't i, I just couldn't get in they just kind of sabotage me or you know attack me but eventually i worked out yeah just bomb them with an arrow <laughs> and just chaos ensues um, wearing the Bokoblin mask does help as well. So that helps if you've got that. Um, the, remember we were talking about the guy who collects the the frog uh, gems, whatever they're called, the, bul- the bulb the gems? Yeah. yeah. I met him again. I've met him a few times now. But after he gives you a couple of good items, he starts giving you, like, toenails oh. and things, which I think are useful to fuse. But I already had them from defeating an enemy. So I'm like, it's not that rare. I really would like something better for me. Wait, what kind of toenails, though? Like, like Hinox? Or? Yeah, Hinox toenails. Yeah. I, I, I love them. those. I feel like those are rare. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But like I, I already beat two Hinoxes, and I have oh, really? a bunch of toenails. I only of beat one. Yeah. And I played yeah. three times as much as you, Gemma. Wow. You have, yes. <laughs> I, lo- I love this, like, this conversation. Like, only in a Zelda game are we, like, bartering for, like, what, what, what type of toenails you got? Are they Kynox toenails? Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm just loving my time with it anyway. So um, before we move on to other games, because I, I was thinking, I was trying to think of a good analogy. You know, it's been out for three weeks now, Tears of the Kingdom. And I, it sounds a bit negative to say that there's been a cloud and now the sun is peeking through because Tears of Kingdom has been awesome and fun. But I have felt like we've been a little bit enveloped, just in a good way, right? Like obsessed almost. I, th- I would say I've been a little bit obsessed just thinking about it all the time, playing it every night. Um, but it's like the world is still going on around us. There are other games coming out. It's not like everything just stopped while we played Zelda. So there are other, <laughs> there are other titles that we're excited about as well. But before we kind of move on from Zelda, did anyone have anything else they wanted to sort of bring up about Tears of the Kingdom? I agree with what you said, yeah. though. Like yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking at some of my tasks, and mm-hmm. I'm especially mindful because Katie's here, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have had magazine articles in like a month ago. <laughs> Like, yes. what happened in these past three weeks? And it was I know. A it's a blur. It really is a blur. And that was one thing I got back to this week. I did – I finished my magazine article, so that's done. Yes. <laughs> so, And that was kind of like my awakening. It's like I need to get back to reality a little bit here. So I'm still going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom in the background, though. Don't worry about that. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's something I think I'll add. We've talked before about the JRPGs that I, I play and love and how complicated the combat systems are. Mm-hmm. So if you leave them for a bit, yeah. it's hard to get back into it because you got to mm. remember all those little idiosyncrasies that, that you've set up and micromanaged for your party. Mm-hmm. And here, I, I think this is like the perfect game where – yeah, like after the initial excitement is over and you've been playing it for five hours a day for, for three <laughs> weeks straight, 
once other games start to filter in, it's a very easy game to go back to because nothing is really complicated. True. You have multiple ways that you can do things and and yeah. you know, some of the side questions may be like, What was I doing here? Where do I have to go? But but the actual <laughs> gameplay is very easy to just drop back into at any point. So, you know, this is the kind of game where you can stretch it out over over three, four months while you're playing other games mm. and, and not have to worry about picking it back up. That's a great point. Yes, very true. I agree with that. And I will be playing it for many, many months, I'm sure. Probably, as Trev said, a year <laughs> if I was reviewing it. <laughs> but yes. I did. I'm sorry, Jim. I go one more no, thing. I go for it, please. Um, listening to the show last week and Kirk was saying, like with um, the President Hudson guy, mm. he's like, yeah, I, I fixed like 15, 20 signs. I'm like, what? I'm like, I haven't even <laughs> done one. Oh, really? That's like, for me, those things are harder than like some of the temple bosses. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's no way this sign can possibly fall down. It, like it would defy physics. <laughs> it bobbles just a little bit. And he's like, <laughs> So I finally forced myself to do one and it looked ugly as sin, but it stood up mm-hmm. and he was excited. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, the good thing is then he doesn't keep your structures up, so you're not reminded of your failures. Yeah. You write down. <laughs> oh, Jen's like, how will they be able to read this sign with all these planks of wood you got? <laughs> <laughs> does it does not. It just has to not move for, for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate That's, that he moves them away. just hold it? Yeah. build these things. Just stand there. No. <laughs> Going, going back to Simpsons references, I feel like uh, Mr. Burns was trying to take a picture of like the school kids who were making fun of him, and he had his old timey camera. He's like, "Now hold that position for the next hour." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like that. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that he doesn't keep our little um, sort of amalgamated <laughs> structures there because, yeah, mine are hacked. Uh, terribly together. <laughs> so it's like, I just need it to hold. I just need it to hold. It doesn't have to look pretty. Come on. And I probably, I haven't done as many as Kirk, but I might've done, I've done a fair few now. I keep running into him after I said, initially it took me what, I think I said like five, four or five hours before I even found him the first time. I keep seeing him around now. So I must've done six or seven. I think it's a fun little side quest. And like, like Kirk said, I don't leave him. If I see Addison, I go and help him. He gives you good rewards. I love what actually. Did you he ever find you- out if that was really his name? Yeah, I checked. I've been playing it, and I'm like, oh, we were right. Oh, it was it was Addison. <laughs> so, cool. um, and he, sometimes he gives you bomb flowers. Actually, speaking of bomb flowers, I think right. he did give it to me once or twice. Whoa! Spoiler: I only got twenty rupees. <laughs> he didn't get a recipe as well. Yeah, you should, she should give you three things. I think yeah. he hands out three things. Oh, that's oh, right. You gave me like a puff shroom or something. And- yeah, it's always twenty rupees and then two other items. Yeah, like a usually dish or rupees a dish and then a an item, a cooking item, or or not. Sorry, not a cooking item. You can't cook bomb flowers, can you? That would be disastrous. Trev probably has tried it. You're the cooking expert, I think. <laughs> no, I'm not. Unless you mean dubious food. <laughs> I'm an yes. expert at cooking dubious food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've loved cooking some food. Um, I've loved experimenting with that as well and just coming up with different uh, combinations and seeing some that give you heaps of hearts, like more hearts than I even have, and then others that give you one and a half. And it's like, oh, that was a waste. Probably the apples were worth more on their own than they were in that recipe. But <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. find yourself a lot of times, like if you're in a battle and your hearts get low, like I find sometimes if I'm looking through all my my dishes I've made, I'm like I can't decide, so I end mm. up just like double fisting like twenty apples. Yeah, I feel like Link would have a tummy ache after that after twenty apples. <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes. Sorry, okay. You know, as, as I do that too, like if I get like four hearts like knocked off, I'm like, well, I don't want to use this whole recipe that gets me more mm-hmm. than that. So I'm just going to fist some apples and it'll be fine. 
And if it's got like, you know, um, some ability that I don't want to waste, like, like cold, yeah. like, you know, cold resistance, I don't really want to waste it. I'm not in a, an area that needs that right now. So I don't want to eat that one. It's got like electrical resistance, but I'm not in an electrical area. There's no one attacking me with zapping electricity. I don't want to waste that one. So yeah, then I might just go to apples, <laughs> maybe some raw, some steak as well, but I don't like to waste the steak. <laughs> And I don't know how good it, safe it is to eat raw steak as well. But anyway. <laughs> yes, well, clearly we could talk for hours about Zelda, but let's move on to something else. So let's talk first about these are not really in any particular order. I thought maybe kind of release date ish. But Pikmin 4 is the next big thing from Nintendo, which is not due out till July. Um, and that's only actually a month and a half away now because it's the 21st of July. So it's sneaking up on us six weeks away. And it is the focus of, speaking of magazines, as Trev mentioned, it is the focus of our next issue. Uh, I think Kirk's doing a nice cover story. I've done a, a character profile and the cover itself will be Pikmin related. So um, how are we feeling about this? Are we all pretty excited? I'm a huge Pikmin fan. Who else among us is a Pikmin fan? I think maybe Justin, did you say yeah, you're excited yeah. about this one? I love Pikmin and Katie's, Katie's gotten on Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, so we don't know a whole lot about it yet. I think we've had, was it one teaser and then one kind of trailer? Is that right? I think. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, only, it only got announced in September, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, so it's sort of, I mean, I think Miyamoto might have announced it uh, or said it was in production a few years ago, if I remember correctly, but we hadn't seen or heard anything for ages. Years and, then, and years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just kind of, I guess, the case with Pikmin, we kind of wait a long time. It's one of those franchises that, I mean, it's only the fourth entry, I guess five if you include Hey Pikmin as well, but in the mainline series, the fourth entry over, I think it's 20 or 20-something years, right? It was like 2001, the first game. So we're talking about Yeah, 20, it was like GameCube launch. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, my experience with Pikmin, I really only got into it with Pikmin 3 um, and loved it and have uh, the Wii U version and the Switch version. Um, did you, did we all play Pikmin 1 and 2? Who was into it from the very beginning? I was. was uh, I it? was. Yeah? Yeah, cool. Yeah, I have I both. Um, the original Pikmin I, I played on GameCube, but I, I didn't end up getting the second one till. They re-released it on the Wii, like the mm. new Play Control Pikmin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I got three on the Wii U, and and then again on the Switch. You reminded me though, I have not, even though I've owned the game for years, I have not played Hey Pikmin on mm. the 3DS. Wow. Uh, Jen beat it; she liked it, but I just, I don't know. I never get around to it, so I got to get around to it in the next. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, month and change. Yeah, <laughs> it's really fun. I like yeah, Hey Pikmin. I like yeah. the demo. I just is I don't know why I never get around to it. So I gotta beat Zelda, beat my review games. <laughs> hey Pikmin. I love the change of pace because it's more of a platformer. So it's a different style to the usual kind of top-down planning strategy thing. And that's why I did myself a disservice because I knew about Pikmin from the beginning, but I was like, I'm not really into these strategy kind of games. These I mean, these kind of planning games where you have to you know, organized groups of things just wasn't really my style, but of course Nintendo made it accessible and fun and it's amazing. So I have missed out on Pikmin 1 and 2. I should go back and play those two, but yeah, I've spent a lot of time with Pikmin 3 and I'm sure I've spent a lot of time with Pikmin 4. Kirk, what's your opinion? You haven't said anything about Pikmin. Oh, I love Pikmin. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I played them all. I don't think I finished two. Two is the one where it had all those caves, right? You kept going down into depths and depths and further and further and further. Yeah, um, almost Zelda like. Mm. It was happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I played all three. I played Hey Pikmin. Um, I mm-hmm. didn't do the mobile app that they have for it. Um, oh, I've got that. But, yeah. But yeah, I, actually, I have a cute, a cute, quick story about when uh, when we had the GameCube and and Sophie, my my first daughter, was born. I was playing Pikmin and. Um, when it was my turn to be with her, I, I developed a method of putting her on my lap <laughs> so I could play Pikmin. And, and she was like car seat, like facing me, staring <laughs> at my face while I was looking over her. 
at the TV and playing Pigman. <laughs> and and I, I think there's a way I could have maybe patented it is like the, uh, <laughs> the official video gaming chair for children. So you can keep an eye on them and your game at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I think there's always a story when you have a child, uh, like a young child, um, maybe especially your first child, because I remember distinctly the games I was playing when when my first Harrison was born. So, yeah, I think it's a special time, <laughs> a special memory. And hopefully it kind of rubs off on them and they, you know, they, they love the game that you were playing at the time or something like that. So, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can see they can see the joy on your face and hear the, yeah. the happy sounds and music in the background. And Pikmin's mm-hmm. very cute, like almost like you know children's television cartoon kind of audio. Mm-hmm. So it, it mm-hmm. seemed like except when they get eaten, and then they let out that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's still better than if I'd been playing like Duke Nukem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do that with your kids. Um, <laughs> Um, yes okay cool so I think we're all excited about Pikmin 4 we've only got six weeks to wait Uh, we'll talk about it more in the coming weeks the next one I didn't know if Kirk knew anything about this one because you mentioned it uh, earlier before the show sorry the AEW Fight Forever which is out at the end of this month June 29th what do you know about this one Um, I I know quite a bit although it's not because I'm a fan of this type of game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not good at fighters. If you put two people up against each other and they're just punching and kicking, I'm always going to lose. <laughs> um, but I am a huge fan of AEW, which is uh, all elite wrestling, kind of the alternative wrestling league um, to uh, WWE right now. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting to me because one of the wrestlers, uh, my favorite named Kenny Omega is a huge video game nerd, a self-professed <laughs> video game nerd. Um, and he, when he came into AEW, one of the things that was part of his contract, he says, is that he was going to be very much a part of the development of the video game. Cool. So he's been overseeing this. He chose the developer for it. He had a very distinct vision on which games he wanted it to be based on and play like. So it seems to me that because of that kind of love, that it may be something a little more interesting than what we get, where it's just like a corporate brand hiring mm. a company and these are the faces you're putting in it and go. Um, <laughs> this, this might be a, a little better. So I, I have higher hopes for it than I would for other uh, um, games of this type. Cool. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I love that. That someone actually from the AEWs involved makes it seem like, yeah, there's a good chance it might be uh, better than typically <laughs> received. So is Fight Forever, is that like, what is that, that title? Is this a franchise or is this a new kind of thing? It's, What's Fight Forever mean? The the the, the phrase, um, I, I'm not sure which league or where it started. It's something that people chant. There's a story behind that and and my, my fellow wrestling friends will be annoyed with me that I can't remember <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming this will be the franchise name of the video game. So there will be like a fight forever, 24, 25. Uh, okay. As they go on. Yeah. So has AEW put out games before? This is, They have a mobile game, um, which is kind of like a wrestling management sim. Um, and then there was like a casino type game where um, I, I didn't even download that. So I don't know much about it. But uh, yeah, so this is their first. It's been in development for uh, three years now, I think. Right. Four years. Um, it's developed by a company called Ukes, I think is, is how that's pronounced. They've, they've done some of these type of games in the past. So, cool. um, and it's coming out for all platforms. I'll be curious to see. I've seen a lot of screenshots that, that look like they're, they're pretty good, but I don't know if they're switch. So we'll mm. have to wait and see how it looks there. Nice. So I look forward to hearing more from you when it comes out, whether it lives up to that expectation, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Um, and another game that's out this week, actually, which is Etrian Odyssey origins collection i just thought that uh that was a highlight in this week's eShop roundup from nintendo um and i know we've talked about i know because it's kind of rpg related and so i thought kirk might know about this but maybe trevor knows more um what do we know about this one yeah well i was excited when they announced it um i i haven't played all of the prior ones on on ds or 3ds but i played a couple and uh, i was curious about how they'd bring it to the switch because it's so designed around you know the dual screen touch screen setup but uh, anyway long story short i had asked kirk if he heard anything because we both uh kind of team up with 
you know, review coverage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but funnily enough, uh, Kirsty had gotten an email and ever the professional, uh, she forwarded it to me. She's like, Hey, I don't know if you're interested in this. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, let's see what we can do. So uh, long story short, we did just get, uh, codes for the three games. Cool. Um, they're individual, not as a bundle, but so she's going to take a couple and I'm going to take one and yeah, hopefully, um, by next podcast, maybe we'll, well, I don't want to commit. Maybe we'll have an update. <laughs> if he's going to publish. Yeah. Sounds good. But, um, yeah. They're good. You know, they're an acquired taste, um, more so than a lot of other games, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they've, what they've done. Um, great soundtracks these games have, and I hear they got some remastered numbers. So nice. So it's not just a port. This is actually a re, like it's made for the switch kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's from what I gathered, which isn't a lot. It's like a, no, it is like a port, but it does have some, some like extras. Yeah. So not okay. a reimagining, but like an update. Cool. Okay. But it's just good. Cause I hate to see the series kind of die with, the dual screen handhelds yeah. know, deserves to, to go on. So is it the first three games? Because there's an Etrude Odyssey 4, isn't there? Yeah, there's quite a few and then um, some spinoffs as well. I don't know if they're gauging to see how sales are. Um, it's funny, these games, if you break down by individual game, it's a fair price, especially since the DS and 3DS games are are up there in value, but as a whole collection, it is pretty expensive. It's more than Tears of the Kingdom. So, oh wow, <laughs> it's yeah, like objectively speaking, it's fair. But as a gamer, I'm like, man, I'm like, I want to sale. So I don't know. I'll have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Oh well. Yeah. But the Atlas games do tend to go on sale, so I think mm-hmm. in the True. first month or whatever, they'll get the early adopters, and then people will wish list it for a sale, and then it probably get some good discounts. Okay. Yeah. So if you're a fan or maybe not a hardcore week one fan, maybe keep an eye out for a sale. That's interesting because that, and Curse is taking two. I assume these are pretty decently long games. They right? are. Because <laughs> originally we were talking, she's like, since they're a trilogy, should I just take them? I'm like, these are huge. I'm like, because mm. I reviewed one of the uh, 3DS ones and I put like 30 hours into it before I put my review up and I feel like I, you know, <laughs> I didn't do enough almost. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, my experience is pretty limited. I think I played was there a demo for one of them, maybe? Yeah, four, there, maybe? Was a, hmm. there was a few demos, I think, on the, the yeah. 3DS shop. I've definitely little... tried it, but I haven't taken on a full fledged uh outing <laughs> for this. So yeah, interesting. Okay, well that's gonna keep Kirsty very busy <laughs> for a little while and you as well, I suppose. Yeah, I really, maybe I'll catch another cold and be able to yeah. miss a couple of <laughs> I know, I keep thinking of that. I'm like, oh, geez, I, I almost want a cold so that I can just spend a week with Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> but, I, but I shouldn't jinx myself. That's not good, right? So you don't really want to be sick. I remember when I had COVID last year, I was it, I couldn't play, like I, I was sick and I was home and I had nothing better to do, but I was just too sick to play games. It just wasn't. I wasn't in the yeah. mood. I'm like, eh, that's not good. I don't want to be so sick that I can't play games. So let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, stick with the sniffles and you should mm-hmm. be okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you for that update on Etrian Odyssey Origins. Uh, another one that we're interested in, which is out right now, I believe, which is Super Mega Baseball 4. And yeah. I thought Justin might know about this because he's a mega baseball fan. Yeah. What do you know about this one, Justin? So, yeah, I'm a big baseball fan. Um as you guys know, um, and the super mega baseball franchise, uh, as well. I never played the first game, but I think the second game was the first one on the switch. And then they came out with the third one on the switch as well. And, um, this is the first one that they're releasing since being acquired by EA. So EA acquired metalhead software. Um, and the, the key things that are different this time, I do have a review copy, uh, I've been trying to work it in, in and amongst um, <laughs> Zelda, as you can imagine. But yeah, <laughs> um, the they've added 200 licensed, like like MLB players, um, kind of like like legends players. So cool. Um, you know, no no like current players. So it's not it's not like a licensed game like uh, 
MLB the show um, or even the previous one that they had on the switch that was like um, RBI baseball where that had like the real major league baseball teams and players. Um, This is still, you know, kind of the colorful characters that they have Um, even like the, it's a very stylized baseball game. So it's, it's more arcadey. Is it like NBA jam, like like the NBA jam of baseball? Yeah. Yeah. It is similar to that. Um, So it's still, it's still like a fairly accurate simulation of, of baseball. And, and sometimes even like, again, like on the switch, uh, prior to MLB the show, I would have said like it's it's the best simulation of baseball on the Switch, you know. Um, but MLB the show obviously uh, is kind of leading the charge on the the true simulation side of of the baseball sport. But um, but Super Mega Baseball is just it's very accessible, um, and you're you're going to get like a much better visual fidelity in the game since it's kind of going for a simpler art style. The frame rate's really fast. Like, I feel like the MLB of the show ports for the Switch have been, you know, they don't have quite the frame rate that they do on the other consoles. Um, certainly, you know, the, the novelty of being able to play portable with MLB of the show physics and all of that is great, but um, there are some kind of some sacrifices there. But um, so I think Super Mega Baseball is still, can still shine quite a bit in its own right on the Switch. Um, and and yeah, so uh, cool. So still playing through that. But. Yeah. When was the last? When was Super Mega Baseball three? How long ago was that? So that was, I think it was almost three years ago. Oh wow! Okay. Um, mm. So th- this has been quite a bit. Obviously, you know, COVID and all of that. Mm. Um, yeah. So Super Mega Baseball three was May thirteen of twenty twenty. So oh, yeah, wow. it's almost okay. almost yeah. exactly. Three, know, three years, years yeah. a couple of weeks different. So, mm. um, and again, the company did get acquired in that time. So, mm, true. Um, yeah, and then we're working on what what could they bring to the franchise. They they said they have quite a bit of licensed music for it now. Cool. Um, you know, and again, adding those kind of legends players that you can kind of mix with the uh, you know the current kind of uh, fun you know backyard baseball type of players. Um, <laughs> Anyways, um, by legends, do you mean like, and I'm not a, I don't know much about baseball being in Australia, but um, from the Simpsons, I do know some names like Daryl Strawberry, for example. Yeah. Is he considered, yeah. is that? I haven't seen Daryl Strawberry yet, but, but yeah, it's like recent, not necessarily people that are in the Baseball Hall of Fame, but they're like, like former major league players. Um, okay. So like I, I saw Joe Maurer and, uh, Big Poppy, David David Ortiz, um, uh, pitchers, I've heard of, and all. I've heard of like, Ortiz. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so they've got two hundred of them. So there's quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. and I think they even have like they have some some legends. I think I want to say like Babe Ruth and like Hank Aaron and some of them. Oh, that's like like super old legends, right? Babe Ruth, yes, going back a ways. So maybe we could try to recreate the uh, nuclear power plant team. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was reading your interview, Justin. I didn't see you ask him that. So yeah. Well, so I, I actually did ask them, but they the characters that I asked for they didn't have. So I, oh, uh, okay, fair um, enough. Yeah, they did have. Uh, yeah, they do have Hank Aaron, which is he's probably my favorite uh, player of all time. He's he's awesome. Um, Ozzy Smith. Raleigh Fingers, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, George Brett, Mike Messina, Jose Bautista, Bartolo Colon, Billy Wagner, Vladimir Guerrero, David Ortiz. <laughs> those are like the those are the headliners. Are but you they reading said, them or are they just off the tip of your tongue? Are you just um, like I, I, I'm reading from a list okay. here. I was like, that's impressive. I'm like, you know, you know your your players. <laughs> those are the ones that uh, Ozzy got out of the bottomless pit there and. Yeah, tourist spot. <laughs> right. Wow. Obviously, have, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna have like you know Jose Canseco because he mm. had the steroids. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> so, anyways, so they, they might not have some of them. Uh, I think. I think Roger Clemens also had some of that uh, steroid scandal. So I don't need. You know, I don't know if it's gonna be in it. But yeah, it does say two hundred and forty legends. So. Wow. Okay. So Are you into baseball, Katie? Is this something you you share a passion with, Justin, or is this just Justin? 
uh, this is just just I mean I enjoy <laughs> baseball but I, I don't think I would have watched baseball if it was by myself or <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> that's cool. yeah <laughs> I love the name super mega baseball it sounds like a super nintendo game to me you know how everything was super back then in the 90s oh, yeah it just it's well, they even cool had game. like they had like a super baseball game I think yeah it's like the original Nintendo had just baseball, right? And then they mm-hmm. did, although my favorite on the NES, I loved the Bases Loaded series. Um, Bases Loaded. Mm, was really yes. Cool. And they had a Bases Loaded on the Game Boy, original Game Boy. And that, I, I played so much of that. Like, <laughs> in a baseball cool. game portably like that? Oh, it was such a novel thing. Wow. Awesome. So, they need to so bring yeah, that onto the Switch online. Mega, yeah. SMB4 does kind of. It uh, it scratches that itch of like, hey, I want I want a quick, fun, um, arcade like uh, baseball game. So it's, cool. It, it scratches that itch. Well, that sounds good. I look forward to hearing more about that when your review is ready. Thank you. The other thing that I wanted to bring up, which I don't know a whole lot about to be honest, but this week we did hear. A little bit of random piece of news from Nintendo that they are releasing a sequel to none other than 1-2-Switch, which was a surprise, I think, for everybody in the entire world. <laughs> so, um, And this was one of the launch titles for the Switch, and it's kind of like a to show off the Joy-Cons, right? It's like a multiplayer game that, you know, you can do what is like a Western shootout. You can do, I think there was a Samurai one. I think we all probably played it at some point when we first got a Switch. But a sequel... Um, thoughts? Uh, <laughs> who wants to go first? Maybe who's not spoken for a while? Kirk or Katie, somebody? What do you guys think of this? Is this something we're excited about or just like what does it mean in terms of the Switch's life cycle? Are we thinking it's – are we speculating that it's wrapping up? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let Katie go because I don't have any interest whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> Fair well, enough. I have to- I don't think I actually played the first one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did we did we own it? I thought we owned it briefly. I don't like... remember it at all. I remember it. <laughs> interesting. That's all I can remember about it. Yeah. I do remember, I think we did have it because it was like there wasn't a lot at launch, right? Like it was mm-hmm. really it was uh Breath of the Wild and yeah, that was you know, <laughs> one to switch. Because yeah. I think even Arms came out like a month or two later. Like it was like an April or May game. So, yeah, we I think we had it for a little bit, but we you know it didn't really last very long in like our game night group. It was kind of mm. like oh this is kind of interesting. It, it felt, I mean, coming off of something like Wii Sports, like Wii Sports was just so iconic in the Wii era, mm. and people loved it. like it was just immediately just so accessible and fun. And one two switch just felt like they felt at times like like we sports like each one of those games in there was like a full experience right like you could play mm. tennis for dozens of hours right and you could play online you could play multiplayer like you know uh, baseball bowling all of that stuff had plenty of depth to them but with one two switch it was like uh, okay you're gonna hold your switch next to your um, waist like it's a gun and you, you know, see, and it says draw and you like fire, right? You hit it first to be the hit a button or something. So it felt like even like almost like WarioWare micro games. Mm, yeah, like, it did. And, <laughs> but it didn't even have as many, you know, like, like if it, like WarioWare does a good balance because it's like, you know, it has a ton of them, right? There's mm-hmm. a ton of micro games. And then you've got Mario Party, which has mini games, which would be mm-hmm. probably a little bit bigger than micro games. And there, <laughs> there's you know a decent amount of those. So I don't know. It just felt that the whole package with One Two Switch was not super impressive. The mm-hmm. one impressive thing with it was where it was using the HD Rumble and like the ball that it felt like there was a ball that was rolling around in there. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah. Hmm. Um, that was a really interesting. Like, but it seemed like one of the few things. Oh yeah, you had like multiple balls that were rolling around. You had to guess how many were in there. That was that was interesting, but it was like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was a good concept. I mean, it was. It, yeah. I think the games were fun in themselves, but yeah, they were very short lived, and like you said, there weren't many of them. Yeah. Um, it might have been better to just come packaged with the Switch rather than 
yes. a game that you had to pay 50 or whatever dollars, 40 I don't know how much it was, but it wasn't like it was $10. It was, you know, something decent. Um, and, it, yeah, it was supposed to show off the Switch. So maybe if it just came pre-installed or something, just a few mini games to kind of show off and just in between maybe Breath of the Wild or whatever we were playing back then, maybe Bomberman, Bomberman? was Bomberman? Yeah, yeah Bomberman the, was the launch, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, which I was a bit disappointed in as well. But anyway, um, so what do we know about the new one? Do we know if it's got more games or interesting concepts i don't i haven't really heard too much except that it's there's a horse on the on the title screen or something i don't know we're milking horses now or trapping them like zelda i don't know (laughs) (laughs) they do have an official website for it it's going to be 30 dollars this time okay so is that comparable to how much was the lot do we know i think it was 40 or 50 i like i want to say yeah it was it was actually fairly significant now Mm. The interesting mm-hmm. thing in this everybody one two switch is it says you can use smartphones. So oh, okay, interesting. Um, so I don't know if you guys have played the Jackbox party games. Yeah, uh-huh. um, like those those use like a combination of you know people can just connect on their smartphone and and that's kind of cool. Like it makes it pretty accessible, right? People come mm-hmm. over and they're like, oh, I don't have a switch, but everybody's got a smartphone, you know, so they mm-hmm. can go to a web browser and and, and play. Um, but yeah, I. My expectations are low for it. Um, we did actually, there were some rumors about this game a year and a half ago or two years ago. Mm. And and the rumors at the time were that the play testing for it was, was going very poorly. That, uh, okay. that this yep. was, that Nintendo was like internally trying to figure out what to do with the game, that it, it was mm-hmm. not, in a, it was not in a state that they wanted it to be. Now, so some people are like, oh, you know, it was that way two years ago. So it's in the same state now. And Nintendo's just, you know, shoving it out there, right? Just to <laughs> release it to die. But I, I don't think <laughs> Nintendo, I don't think like nothing has happened on that game in the last two years, right? Like, mm. yeah, play testing was bad. And that was, that was a legit thing two years ago. I would think Nintendo has tried to resolve some of those, those concerns and, and address them and, you know. But. I imagine so. Yeah. It sounds like it would have been good two years ago because this sounds like a game that would have done well during COVID, you know, yeah. when we we're all in lockdowns and not going out and things like that. Especially yeah. with the phone connectivity, because we were all playing those uh sorry, I am terrible with names. Is it Jack what's the Jack what's the yeah, Jackbox party. Jackbox, that's it, yeah, yeah. Um we were all playing those kinds of things, you know, uh remotely. Like I was connecting with friends uh because yeah. I couldn't see them in real life. And I know you guys have your games nights as well, so maybe you were doing something similar, but yeah, yeah it might have been good back then. So maybe they've missed the boat a little bit. Or maybe it's just, yeah, let's get it out before we end the switch. I don't know. So <laughs> I mean it's probably I would assume it's going to be better than the first one just because they've had more time to finesse whatever they're doing. And, yeah, I don't know what those issues are that they, they had two years ago with their user testing, but I would assume the same thing that you said, that surely they've ironed out as many of those as possible. Nintendo still has a reputation to hold, so they're not going to put out complete garbage, I would hope, but time will tell. What's Is there a, a release date for this? Do we know? Yeah, so June 30. Um, oh, that's pretty soon. So, End of this yeah. month. Okay. So yeah, this, this month, and, and that's why some people are like, oh, they're releasing it to die. They know it's bad. <laughs> blah, 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 you know? But I, I think Nintendo, what they learned maybe with even Tears of the Kingdom is you you can cut, you can keep people's expectations in check. Mm-hmm. If you, like, like Nintendo Shadow dropped a game, which they've never done, like at least, at least a game of that caliber, like Shadow Dropping Metroid Prime Remastered. Granted, they've done mm-hmm. little digital titles here and there that they've shadow dropped before, but that was a huge thing, huge new thing for them to do. And I, I could see them doing more of that type of thing. Like, Hey, why have a, like if this game was eight months ago and you know, like, I don't know, like I, I think it's smart of them to just say, Hey, it's coming out this month. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, expectations are like, Oh, well let's see. You know, I, I could actually yeah. see some reviewers <laughs> being like, maybe surprised by it. Like, Oh, I had zero mm. expectations for this. This thing like mm-hmm. it came out of nowhere, but there's actually some good stuff in it. You know what I mean? Like it has the potential or something like that. But Especially being a little bit cheaper, I think as well helps. And if they've got more games and more interesting games, who knows? 
who knows? Time will tell. <laughs> uh, Trev, or you know, Kirk, you're not interested. Uh, Trev, do you have any final opinions on One Two Switch or whatever it's called? Everyone Switch. Well, <laughs> uh, I also never played the original. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So put me there with Kirk and and, and possibly Katie. <laughs> Sounds like it. Out, yeah. <laughs> Just Justin um, and Justin and I will play. <laughs> in fact, if you go back, um, if you're a pure Nintendo history buff, if you go back and listen to one of our, our cast around the time of the Switch unveiling, you'll hear me say some negative. I did not like the Switch unveiling or even the launch because uh, I was playing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, and I'm like, ugh, there's like nothing here. <laughs> it's like there's this $50 mini game collection that looks like... Mm. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe I Like you, I thought it would have been a pack-in or mm. maybe bundled with a, a Joy-Con controller or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, they want $50 for this? This is like their launch window game. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, I, I never picked it up and I've got uh, unsurprisingly little interest in this. Um, I'll be waiting for Pikmin, but you know, I'm not, I'm not wishing it to fail or anything. Obviously I want, I wanted to find an audience. Um, I want to be surprised. So yeah, that's about all I got to say. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Well, uh, that's, I mean, yeah. I think only time will tell and we'll see and we'll have, we'll be able to, in a couple of weeks time, we'll know more uh, whether we review it ourselves, I don't know, or whether we just hear about it on the, on the line. Uh, <laughs> time will tell. I have to remember to request it because they, there's a surprise yeah, announcement, so okay. I got to make sure I get our request on <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully you can find someone to review it. Um, I'm suggesting Kirk. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a fair shake. I, I, I'm nothing if not fair. <laughs> That's true. Yes. I think I picked Katie and then maybe it'd ring a bell when she started playing. I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it, I'll, I'll take it if they also send one of those new pastel Joy-Con that they've announced. Oh, yes. Oh, they, oh, yeah. they do look cool. I did see those. Yeah, they yeah, look that cool. Would, that would be the way to do it. Bundle one of those and then it would fly off the shelves. Yeah, I'd get that. Like, like they did with We Play. Yes, yeah, they did. That's, that's right. It was a bestseller. It's because mm-hmm. of the Wii Mode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that, that, that is a good like point. A good opportunity. Like, good, they could boost the sales quite a bit if it came with some Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all need new Joy-Cons because they die. So. <laughs> they drift. <laughs> they drift. <laughs> Although I'm loving my Tears of the Kingdom uh, Pro Controller. I just... It's very cool. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. Mm, I'm loving that. I think yes. I'm going to start using the word drift as a euphemism from die for die going forward. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little a little nicer. <laughs> you fall off that mountain, uh, controller drifted. Bad <laughs> <laughs> news, the cat drifted away while you were in the Sad. Sad emoji. Oh, yeah. It, it, it didn't happen. I don't mean to bring anyone down at the end here. That was <laughs> Just an example of how you could use it in yes, real life context. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kirk, for that. Okay. Um, well, that probably brings us to the end of the show, I think, unless anyone else has something else to add before we close off. Any final parting comments? Did you have anything you wanted to, t- to say to farewell us, Justin? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks again, uh, Gemma, for leading out. This is awesome. Um, thanks, Kirk. My pleasure. And- Trev and Katie and uh, we'll um, keep playing some Zelda. I'm sure everybody's still <laughs> through that. And we'll uh, and if you guys if you guys get the new baseball game, let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll yep. see you guys next, next time. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for listening. Um, as we mentioned earlier, we we're working on our next issue of the magazine. So if you would like to support us, please head over to Patreon.com/PewNintendo. We'd love your support. We love what we do. And we love talking about all things Nintendo. So thank you, everyone, for joining me this week. And until next week, game on, everybody. Bye. Bye.